This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is incredible. You know when you get the text about your STI results? The three pie now. Lots, I've been getting the spreadsheets ready. He knows his stuff, this boy. Or go down the Harry Potter route and send an owl. Well, I think we should get on the Wembley headphones. By the end of the tournament, there may be a kiss. Edison invented the light bulb. And naturally, we had to get Mike Dean to a chicken shop. Be on the moon! <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to That Peter Crouch Podcast, World Cup Edition, with me, Peter Crouch. Chris Stark and Statman Dave are with me as usual. Um, yeah, I went a bit... Clive Tilsley there. <laughs> you did, mate. Yeah. Yeah. How are we all? We good? Dave, you good? No, very, very good. I think I've, you know, we're getting to that point of the World Cup now where it's time to sit back and just enjoy games that actually mean something. So I'm kind of excited for that. The, the kind of the fluff games are done and dusted. The nil-nils are out of here. Having said that, Dave, I wasn't over the moon with the... Uh, getting rid of the 10 o'clock game. You know, I found myself watching Lorraine... Um, this morning and uh there was a fellow with the half and half obviously i'm sure you've been across this the mm. wales england half and half shirt you know if, I, if it was a 10 o'clock game on i wouldn't have had to go through that it's, it's like when the weather drops off in winter isn't it it really just hits you hard and losing those 10 a.m's and suddenly being faced with lorraine and a half and half shirt it was like falling off you know with the seabed it's sort of goes along and then just suddenly it drops a mile deep. It was like that, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly like that. I loved your tweet about it, Crouchy, because you just know that that guy in the half and half shirt, he's been told, wear it. They'll love it. <laughs> he's been totally shit out there, hasn't he? Like, he obviously hasn't got a clue about football, right? And he's gone, right, because what I'll do, they've gone, yeah, wear that, because it goes out in England and Wales and you're, you know, no one's going to hammer you and like you're getting both fans on side. Such a good idea. Go for it. Wear it on Lorraine. <laughs> They'll love it. That's absolutely horrendous. You're right, because are you telling me there's not one cameraman there that wouldn't have just pointed out, like, mate, I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't if I were you. You know, like, obviously you've got the directors and, you know, flamboyant producers. Like, when does the cameraman get, like, it takes some balls to go, actually, you know what, guys? The f- <laughs> football fans are going to fucking hate this. <laughs> this is going to go everywhere. <laughs> you got to think Steve, who's thinking you look like an absolute swat, has got to hold his mouth all day when he's filming this. <laughs> Poor lad, he's been dumb. He's the biggest shit house of all, though. Whoever was filming that, you're worse than the person wearing the shirt. Like, I'd love to name and shame you, but you hide away behind your camera. You knew what you were doing. In fact, let's get, let's get a name. Who was that? <laughs> who, who was operating the camera for that segment? Because you're a disgrace. If were, yeah, if you were operating that camera, you're you're in line for a shit house award. <laughs> well, welcome along to this podcast. Uh, very different to most of the other World Cup podcasts, I would say. 
and um, and you guys seem to be loving it. We're getting so many messages. I like to think that the one thing about this World Cup that bonds us really is that not many fans are able to get out to Qatar to see the games live. So so many of us, probably more than any other World Cup, as far as I remember, are watching it at home. And hopefully, this podcast is is kind of a reflection of that. We're doing this from our own homes. We're doing this twice a week. And uh, it means we can all just kind of enjoy this tournament the same way and then jump on here and reflect it. Yeah, lo- loads of people getting in touch um, about uh, Dave's um, dating stats. Yeah, well, oh, mate, so many good ones. Dave, how about this to kick things off? Adam DM'd me. I've had, by the way, I, feel free to slide into my DMs, everyone. There's gold coming to my DMs. All the podcasts. They can find the podcast and socials and go through there. Like I do check it. Adam DM'd me. Name for a stat-based dating site, Dave, if you were to have your own app, you know, your own Tinder. Yeah. Something we've been talking about. How about this? Sex G. I, just, I like that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Sex G. Sex G's a belter. <laughs> Expected shags, isn't it? It's more like um, it's more like grinder, <laughs> if you will. Like It's just straight to it. Chris, I got this one actually sent in from Finn and Jeremy. They both suggested calling the app data oh simple really simple and effective i thought a play on words uh potentially with the one hinge but like obviously stats so stinge <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound like i'm gonna go out with someone for dinner and not pay <laughs> what about this one from ash how about triple x g I got a feeling they'll I don't know, there could potentially be some sites out there. I think you could get I think you could get things wrong, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you're right. That's more that's more a website than a dating app, isn't it? Or a, a sort of and maybe there is a niche for this, let us know everyone, but a lap dancing club where instead of people performing dances on you, there's people like Dave just doing stats around a pole. Oh my god. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. There's an idea in every podcast <laughs> that I come away really wanting uh, to explore. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if we put this all on my Hinge profile, it'd be absolutely flying. You know, oh, the click through rate would be <laughs> through the roof. Oh, what I about this, that. this, this last one? MR10 on Twitter said we should call, call the dating app Zero Fucks. <laughs> nice. That's nice. That's a that's a nice one. But I, I'm still getting. I can't get the thought of Dave going around the pole just blasting stats out <laughs> and just like really lechy people on the sides putting cash in his pants. <laughs> little statos, little statos with, with little plastic bags, just watching Dave <laughs> stuff in twenties. Wow! All to the sound of Waka Waka by Shakira. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> The deepest, darkest place in Soho you can even you can ever imagine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> should we get onto the World Cup? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think Where so. should we start? Lads? It's got to be England. Nil-nil draw. Did you manage to stay awake for this one? I did. Surprisingly, with this one, I was, yeah, I was well absolutely done, battered. Well done. A long old day that wasn't it? Because it was Wales mm. as the first game. I obviously watched that, finished the radio show, got straight out into a pub, watched that. And then it was a long old day till seven o'clock, wasn't it? <laughs> did, you, did you go, so you went, you went totally from one extreme to the other then. Obviously you've gone, um, you know, asleep for the first game and you thought, I can't let that happen again. Did you go too far? Was there any mistakes made? 
Yeah, I don't remember too much of the game, but then I rewatched it the next day. How did you boys find it anyway as an experience? I mean, no one's saying it's the most exciting of games, but still a draw. Ours in a similar way. Like I say, like I, you know, I, I'm gone. I've gone in on the World Cup experience, if you like. Like I'm not working on it. Um, I'm trying to enjoy this one as a fan, and uh, I doubled down again. I went to the, I played golf again, um, and then went straight to the pub from the golf club. We rolled into the pub, and there was must have been 25 of us, and it was a quiet country pub. You know, it's not like. So we rolled in. It was very loud. We had a section. Uh, and then I'll, I'll be honest with you, yeah, like I, I watched the game, but well, I was I had my eyes on it, but I, I didn't take any of it in, um, which was disappointing. It's crazy how the perception of the team just lurches from side to side, depending on the result. You can have a massive win, then you can have a draw, which has been treated a bit like a loss, but it's still a draw. And uh, it feels to me that it's just this lurching in public opinion. Everyone was so buzzing after that first game. Do you think this is just going to continue throughout the tournament, Crouchy? And is that a hard thing as a player, sort of second-guessing what's going on at home and the Mm. public reaction? Or do you feel quite connected to it? If you start believing what people are saying um, when when they're saying you're the best thing in the world, and you start believing it when people say you're, you know, absolute dog shit after um you know it's, it's literally chalk and cheese or as i don't know if you're across this uh what Grealish said uh the best thing since since sliced veg <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a bit harsh that one on him because i'm not 100 percent sure if it was veg or bread but it did sound like veg didn't it i'll be honest with you it wouldn't surprise me yeah it's a, just a crazy thing that you, did you ever have a manager that kind of removed all the papers from the hotel or, or sort of blocked off the outside world, a bit like a dictator would. Well, my, my favourite one of all was, was, was when Sven was going through a real tough time, you know, like I'm talking front page of every single newspaper for various reasons. He called a meeting and I think it was on the Sunday when the newspaper had come out and it was the fake shake stuff, you know, where he was talking about Beckham and all the players with England. And I think they had stung him and, you know, pretended to be an Aston Villa um, new owner. Uh, and he, he was saying this and that on a, aboard a yacht. And I, I remember we turned up on the Sunday and the paper was still out. And I thought, oh my God, we're, like, we're, he's, we've got a huge statement here from, from Sven. And it, um, he just said, you English, <laughs> he's so funny. Press is crazy, yeah? <laughs> and then just carried on with talking what we were going to do that week. Um, and carried on with his day. And he, I suppose that then we went, well, oh. and everyone went, that's fine, that's gone. And then we just carried on with, you know, preparations for a World Cup. The way that he's done it there, Crouchy, just means that you as a player, you're like full confidence with him again. Yeah, well, it was one of those, there were so many questions that everyone had. You know, like, what, how did you get on that, on that boat? Like, how did you believe it? Like, what, what were the stuff you were saying? Did you think that was true? Like, what? Obviously, there's loads of questions, but the way you just sort of brushed it off as if it was a load of a complete joke. Um, <laughs> uh, we all just went, "Oh, all right." <laughs> he just <laughs> he just changed the direction of it all, and I suppose that was the best way of sort of managing that situation. You know, if they let if you let things affect you, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be in the manager. And what about the players that haven't featured yet? Or, for example, Ramsdale, third choice goalie. I think he's mm. third choice goalie. I don't know if that's an actual official. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> we haven't seen yet. Um, but how do they stay motivated? And w- what does the manager do to keep them motivated through this time? There's a difficult one. But, like, what you've got to remember is you're at a World Cup and, like, th- there's things that are bigger than 
your own personal gratification satisfaction of playing um you know it's a national thing it's like you know those boys are still fans you know and they'll want the best for the squad and also the world cup is an incredible experience let's let's be honest no matter where it is you know you are part of something really special and of course everyone wants to play and get minutes but if you're not motivated to be potentially second choice in a, in a world cup of course they're they're all winners you know they're, they're 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 elite athletes they want to be playing but you know there's things that you know are better left unsaid and and all you can do is focus on your training and and do as well as you can to to make sure you're in the team yeah speaking of motivation do you think you're better going out to a world cup single or fully married up i.e you're either there for a long time with your family and not playing um so you i assume they get to see them more than perhaps you did in 2006, was mm. it? Um, mm. Or is it good fun to go out somewhere playing in the World Cup being totally single? Well, you know, there's, as you know, Chris, only too well, you know, there's family holidays and there's lads holidays and um, we all know which ones we prefer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to say, do you? Well, I didn't or... say that. You know, I just leave that out. You can make up your own minds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well answered. I think Gareth Southgate deserves so much credit. I know it's been said before, but they deserve so much credit for creating a culture and an environment where, you know, the families are, I think the players do still see the families, but it never, it's not a circus. You know, the press, it's not us mm. v them. It's like a nice balance. Um, you know, he's got a good group of lads there and you think, you know, you wouldn't begrudge anyone there. They all look like good lads. You know, you wouldn't, you know, success would be something we'd all celebrate, you know, because sometimes you'd have players and certainly players know players, right? And there'd be players in there and you'd think, God, I don't want him winning the World Cup because he'd be insufferable. And like, I, we all want to be, you know, I want, you know, England to win, but there are certain characters you think, oh God, like imagine, you know, it should, it should be Sir, whoever. And you think, because there would be, you know, they'll be knighted. Mm. You know, this is something that hasn't happened for, for, for as many years as it's happened. God, that's a thought. You you are right. Whoever, you know, if they were to win the World Cup, they'd all have, we'd be looking at Sir for all of them probably, wouldn't we? Well, that's we'd what I mean, right? Bloody hell, and Sir Jack Grealish. Sir Harold Kane, that actually sounds quite good. Yeah, but you know, like like I'm saying, like there's no, but there's no one in that squad I would think, like they all look like good lads that you wouldn't begrudge success if you know what I mean whereas I think some, there are times in the past where you thought oh like he's a bit of a bell end isn't he like <laughs> do, do you get a knighthood even if you don't play but you're part of the squad it's the old medal thing isn't it well I don't I don't know really apparently Gareth Southgate and the players at Euro 2020 were set to get a knighthood if they beat Italy do you reckon that was too much pressure for them Crouchy well, I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think those discussions would have been private. You know, I don't think, you, you know, I don't think they would go in and sort of dangle a carrot as if, you know, they're, you know, giving them a bonus. Like, all right, lads, um, there's a knighthood waiting if you win this one, you know, as if it's like a bonus for them. But I, I think, um, you know, it is something that would happen. Where do you stand on incentives then? I'm just thinking, just opening this up to other countries in the tournament at the moment. So Saudi Arabia... Uh, all the players there, they were promised, what was it, Dave? It was a Rolls Royce, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was a car. I think they were, I actually think they were given a car for the first victory. And then they went into that second game and didn't get the result. And I just wondered, would an incentive like that for you, Crouchy, where you're getting these like unbelievable 
things bought for you. Would that be a carrot? Or as Dave said, would it, would it be a bit of pressure, unnecessary pressure on the players? Um, I, don't, I mean, it depends, doesn't it? I think, I think this is where we could potentially get Wayne Lineker on board, um, you know, because the boys obviously would react to it. And if they win the World Cup, would there be, um, you know, perhaps a, a private ocean beach party for them um, in Marbella before they go back to their, to their clubs? Well, obviously, the wrong type of name. Maybe they'll do it in Dubai. I don't know. But um, potentially get Wayne Lineker on board to, to, to discuss um, a bonus of some sort for them. <laughs> Yeah, because they had a penalty, didn't they, Dave? In that game against Poland, there was a penalty miss. And I just wonder if incentives like the ones that are given, I don't know, maybe maybe it just adds to those pressure situations in a way which isn't necessarily positive. Interesting one to watch, though. Crazy incentives coming from that side of the world. <laughs> I also like to imagine that William and Catherine are having this exact conversation about who gets it and who doesn't, you know? I can imagine Catherine just saying to Prince William, just leaning over and go, Connor Cody? <laughs> Prince William thinking, I think it's an OBA. <laughs> <laughs> But like saying you've been across, Chris, just to change the gear a little bit, uh, stuff you've been across here was the refs, um, obviously with the names in the back of their shirts. Absolutely incredible, isn't it? Um, You know, we mentioned this and we saw it on one shirt, but we've now, obviously loads of people have been in touch and we can now see that this is something new that's been brought in for this World Cup. They seem to be on the back of every referee or official shirt in this tournament. I mean, you've had time to think about it, Crouchy. What are your thoughts on this? Are we, are we close by are we close by the way to referees having numbers on the back of their shirts i mean that's that's that's, the that's way where it's we're heading. heading chris for me it feels like uh, a little bit of, of of why and why when i say why i mean like it for me it feels to me that nobody really wants it apart from maybe the officials but like it's like it's like you there you know with that jumper you've got on there and your missus you know having having a name on the back of her shirt and you having a name on the back of yours and your kid having it it just feels like you know why the bit that gets me though crouchy is they've only gone for the little name it's not full on the back it's just a tiny one across the sort of almost the length of the neck and it's almost as if they've gone, okay, we do want names on the back of our shirts, but they're not confident enough to just have it blazoned like a player would along along the back. Personally, I think why not? Like in a weird kind of way, I'd quite like to get hold of one of the refs kits with a name on the back. I think I think, you know, why don't we start this up? Support the referee a little bit. And they're all personalities. Think how many at Crouchfest though. Think how many at Crouchfest, like loads of people came with referees. Imagine if they had, you know, Dean. 69 <laughs> <laughs> we've got to speak to him i think we should get him on this pod during the world cup and just uh there's there's loads to talk to him about be fascinating getting his views i half suspect mike dean bought in the names on the back of the shirts it's so him i got this message from daniel on uh, social as well good question this he says do the refs wear shin pads uh, he also wanted to point out why the fuck do they wear the full kit in the var room this is something that um, I've been across actually with my friends in my in my friendship group. Um, why are they full kit wankers in the var room? <laughs> it's so weird. It's totally unnecessary. It's like us watching a game of football but having to wear the full kit of the team. You know, shorts, shirt, 
socks. Are they wearing shin pads in the VAR room? That's my question. I'd say, yeah, it probably gets a bit tasty in there, but are they doing it to get into the mindset? Do you know, like when you go and do something, you're like, well, I've got to put that kit on so I'm in the zone. Oh, you're you're one of those, aren't you? You're like my old teacher at school when you did exams. My point to them was, let us just wear what we want. Like we're dealing with enough stuff. We're going into sports hall, doing an exam, having to come into school, GCSEs or A-level to do exams. Wear the fuck what you want. Why have we got to wear uniform? It adds nothing. And you're one of those, you're one of those teachers that would insist on us wearing the uniform in and out of school. It doesn't put you in any different mindset. Mm. But then, you, you know, you do have to think about what you're wearing every single day. Whereas you got your uniform, you just bang it on, you know what I mean? And some people, some people look cool. Some people don't take the piss out of people who can't afford some trainers. You know, it just takes all that away. It's like, just, you know, wear your uniform and get on with it. So you worried about bullying amongst the VAR officials that if one doesn't wear uniform, they'll get hammered for, you know, not wearing the latest sort of tracky. Yeah. Do you know what I always hear, right? Or well, I don't think I've actually ever seen in real life. It's David Coote. It's always David Coote in the VAR room, in the VAR room. Like, imagine imagine David Coote comes in, right? And you know what Dean's like? He's a nightmare. He's at the World Cup. You know, he's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a jack the lad, isn't he, Mike Dean? And he's like, oh, here comes Cootie and his, and his rascal clobber and his terrible trainers. You know, just take that away. Just take that, you know, quash that right away. Come in in your kit. You know, David Coots is as good as the next man. When you Google David Coots, there is no pictures of him wearing anything but a referee's outfit. So maybe he doesn't actually own anything, Crouchy. Maybe that all refs. They've got no clobber. No, he's no, he's no DRE. Do you know what I mean? He's got, he's not got, he's obviously got not very, very good style. So I, I, it just takes, just takes away, just takes away from, let's get his kit. Any internal bullying AR room crouching. Do you know what, do you know what I don't like about the VAR room? It's like a massive sausage fest, isn't it? There's too many in there. Why is there so many of them? It's so weird seeing like, it's like seeing a load of referees at a bus stop. It's just an unusual amount of referees in one small space. Because I think you only ever encounter a referee out in a, on a football pitch or in a park. So they're kind of separated by large distances. But when you see a gaggle of ref, by the way, what is a gaggle of referees called? <laughs> Please called? let us know. What do you, What's plural referees? Yeah. But that VAR room's an absolute fucking mess. There's too many of them in there. What, like, it's, it's too many cocks. <laughs> it's like it's like Oceana when it tips into 2.30 in the morning oh. and all the girls have gone. Absolute sausage fest. <laughs> They haven't even got seats for them all. <laughs> it's just a fucking mess. I don't. I let. I. I agree. I agree. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of refs in there. Um, I don't know. Maybe scale it back or just get a larger room. I don't, I don't know. You know, you've got those big conference rooms, haven't you? You know, those TVs. You know, you can all just space out a bit, like you're doing an exam. Yeah, they've either got to go that way or just how many fucking VAR refs do you need? Like. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's too many people. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Crouchy, what do you make of the handball from the Portugal-Uruguay game? Jose Jimenez. Yeah, bit harsh. Um... um... What did you make of it, Dave? So, Crouchy, actually, IFAB have been in touch, and they've said that it wasn't a penalty. So, all those sausages in the VAR room got it <laughs> got it wrong. They did. What are you telling me? That's what I'm telling you, Crouchy. Absolute disgrace. <laughs> I'm quite enjoying Uruguay. Um, they've surprised me. You know where you learn new characteristics of teams and um, and their motivations. The Uruguayan defenders celebrating tackles in this tournament is a new favourite thing of mine. Have you boys seen it? Crunching tackles and then celebrate in front of the crowd. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I, I love it. A, like, Uruguay have always been top shit houses, haven't they? You know, like you know Suarez, you know the the, the handball, um, you know on the line and things like that. Like just they, they've always had a an element of housery to them, which I, I quite enjoy watching at World Cups. Crouch, if you were stood on the halfway line, you know, just, just chilling out as your team's defending and Ledley King puts in a sick tackle and then celebrates it, what are you thinking? I think I'd, I think it would get me more, you know, it would rouse me, I think. I think I'd be, I think it would, ex, it would excite me. You know, someone, you go in with a cruncher and then like, mm. you know, but then I think of myself, if I'm the one getting crunched and then, you know, celebrate the the player celebrates in front of the crowd. I'm thinking I, I'd definitely mark that. I think and and be like, I'm, I'm going to get my own back on on this one. Definitely, you definitely mark his card. Statman Dave, you received a bit of a hammering in the press since our last podcast surrounding your World Cup predictions, ones that we, me and Crouchy, and everyone listening to this have stuck by and promoted as if they're our own. Namely, that Serbia are going to win the World Cup. <laughs> Changed it from Serbia might be dark horses to Serbia are going to win the lot. <laughs> Look, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. But Dave, I mean, talk to us. It's so stressful to watch. This should be so much easier, shouldn't it? I mean, at, at the time of recording this, it's looking, it's looking dicey for them, isn't it? Honestly, lads, I'm, I am so emotionally connected to this. I, I am so in it. I celebrated the the Serbian equaliser, like the first goal they scored, as like my own team had just won the Champions League final, fist pumping, going absolutely mad in the in the stat cave. It's I'm starting to get comments actually. People are walking past my office and thinking this guy's a bit unhinged. He's also unhinged. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> talked about that. Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it's a frustration because. You know they they went down a goal against um against Cameroon against the run of play you know a, a set piece it happens to all the best teams but then they came back and they were three one up and I was gloating I was going on Twitter I was giving it the biggie and they conceded th- two goals in three minutes Crouchy what they like mm. well I did I did see that actually I did see that ex- exchange Dave uh, where someone hammered you and then you've gone um you, I think you basically sh- give them the shush didn't you 
And then obviously it wasn't the end of the game. This is why sometimes I reserve my tweets um, a little bit because things, things often have a habit of coming back to bite in the arse. And, uh, and I see this. Did. I still like Serbia. I like them. I still think they've got a bit about them and that's our team. We're all in on them. It's little bits, right? If that, if Milinkovic plays offside twice, Cameroon don't score. If he plays higher twice, they don't, they don't concede. And I think that is the frustration that it's like two mistakes. And we were talking before we recorded the pod, Crouchy. I feel like he, the, the fellow that finished it, Bubakar, was literally taking the piss out of me. But Bubakar's finished, right? Let's touch on this. Like he's, he's basically gone through, stopped it and done the biggest scoop. I think the World Cup's ever seen. But this is the fella pre, pre-tournament that said if he played for Liverpool, he would score as many goals as Mohamed Salah. And I, I'm, I, I'm honestly with him. I think he's correct. I think someone needs to get Bubakar, bring him to the Premier League so we can just all enjoy his finishing. Really, though? Are you joking? I, ge- I genuinely, when I've watched him previously, I thought he's a really good player. But he's never. he was at Porto for quite a bit. And then I think he's in, in Saudi Arabia now. But he's a good player. I didn't think he was that, you know, had that ability. You know, before the scoop as well, Crouchy, he completely did a defender, didn't he? He completely sold the Serbian centre-half on the cover. Yeah, he did. Listen, you know, he had a good game. And I think, but I don't think, if he thought he was onside, would he would he have done the highest scoop the World Cup's ever seen? I'm not sure. <laughs> the way you're talking about it here, it sounds like he's just done something by accident, but so incredibly rare and uh, special for the tournament. I'm just... Googling it now, the Scoop World Cup. I don't know. Is this going to be something that sort of lives in the memory? Is this the defining moment of the... Because it feels to me if he'd celebrated it or, or or sort of peeled away from doing that and just held himself in a bit more of an iconic way, we'd be talking about this goal in a different way. Chris, are you across this, um, you know, how people are incorporating stats in dating apps now because of because of Dave? Yeah, it's so good. So we encouraged people to quote Statman Dave stats on your dating app just to see which ones get people's interest. You know, try a different way. If it's not been working for you, you know, been single for a while, why not give this a go? And as always, with everyone who listens to this podcast, they've just embraced it fully. And thank you so much for sending in screenshots of either your dating apps or other dating apps that you've stumbled upon, uh, which quote Statman Dave here. <laughs> It's 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 just amazing. Uh, we got this one from Ollie. Now, Ollie sent us a screenshot of a chat with someone called Isabel, who started the chat with "How are you?" And Ollie's reply goes like this: "I'm good. Just waiting on this Milankovic Savic link up with Mitrovic to start flourishing. You think a strong assist record alongside Mitrovic's ability as a target man, winning 55% of aerial duels, ranking him in the top 5% of strikers in Europe would make a prolific partnership. We could be witnessing something special at 10am on ITV1. Hashtag pass the pod. Isabel's reply. You ready? Damn. Never had a convo starter like this before. Laughing emoji. I'm pretty good. There you go. There you go. That's proof it works. It's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> It'd be great for for Ollie to get back in touch as well with the the result of the conversation, whether the first date went well, whether they you know they found a place for their their marriage. I also, you know what? I I, I want to see Ollie's profile pic because he must be one handsome fella. <laughs> 
for her to for her to swallow what that one earth he was talking about there, and then come back with a you know not with not a basic you know he should have got no reply there. Let's be honest, he's fired he's fired Serbian stats at her, and she seems pretty happy about it. Okay, here's another one. Josh has changed his Tinder bio, so it now says Courtois has saved five out of nine penalties he's faced in 2022, 2022, at a save percentage of 55%. So, like me, he's a keeper. Oh, there you go. Stats and comedy. What more could you want, Crouchy? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a test, really, for humankind, if you like. You know, we we don't know the best way. You know, we're all novices in this field. Who, no one knows the best way to go about dating. It's a tough industry. You know, maybe just try and fire stats in and, and see see if it works. Because, you know, some of these people are having some joy. Exactly. It's good to take a different approach. I got a DM, a voice note from Steph. I'd like to leave this with you boys, because uh, this is new to him as well, this way of dating. <laughs> is it? Really? <laughs> it's good. It's a great message. Here we go. Okay. Uh, morning, Starkey. Morning, lads. Just listening to the latest World Cup episode, and just found it interesting discussing Statman Dave's dating profile. This is the first World Cup where I've actually been single. And the ex-missus hated football. And it just got me thinking, is the World Cup a great time, place to meet a woman? A, they're going to love football if they're watching the World Cup. B, you know, they're going to be passionate about England. Or C, even, they could be a different um, nationality, which gives you an opportunity to meet lots of different types of women. Um, yeah, I think it could be an ideal match for Davy Boy. Um, so get yourself down the fan park, mate, or down the local, and uh, who knows what will happen. Anyway, it was a quick one, lads. Pass the pod, back stronger. Come on. Yeah, see, different nationalities of women. Great. I mean, you know, it's it's a multicultural. If the World Cup brings binds people together, doesn't it? You know, through the love of football, uh, and obviously we know we know Dave has a huge love for football in huge depth, um, and there are plenty of women out there that that probably feel the same if they're if they're watching the game, and you might stumble across that that special one. Well, we'd like this to carry on going, wouldn't we, boys? During the World Cup, uh, feel free to add stats to your dating profile whatever you're into um but then screenshot it and let us know i just really like that girls are changing their profiles and putting these stats and they're you know switching it up a little bit maybe guys are changing that well no don't change your profile picture statman dave that's catfishing and <laughs> you shouldn't do that but by all means rob his stats and rob his brain and put it on the page as your own because that's okay that's just being taught yeah, that's that's fine. I just don't don't you know pretend you're someone you're not. You know, you know you're stat fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no stat fishing. No stat fishing, guys. <laughs> There's going to be some poor people that don't care about the World Cup, and they're going to be seeing all this rubbish when they're trying to have a relaxing <laughs> evening on Hinge. Terrible. What have we created? <laughs> I've really enjoyed today. Very very funny, guys. I think we've got a bit closer to you know finding the match, so I think that's a step forward for me, guys. So I just want to thank you both and all the listeners for for getting involved with the statistics and helping me out. 
Yeah, and also, you know, obviously at the time of recording, we're, we're, we're not, we're just before the Wales Games, on the day of the Wales Games. So we do hope England have a massive chumba-wumba after the USA game. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Next podcast I'm excited for, because uh, obviously we're going to review the England-Wales game. Remember, we're doing these twice a week whilst the footy's on. And loads more of your messages, please. It's the best thing about this. We're all enjoying the World Cup together most of us uh, from our own homes and i'm really enjoying that about this podcast that everyone feels that they can pile in so if you've got a question for crouchy or just things you've noticed because every world cup's different and it's the little bits of a world cup that make it so unique and special like names being back on like little names on the back of a referee's top feel free to email us peter.crouch at acast.com or you can slide into the podcast dms or fuck it, slide into mine or Dave's DMs. I say slide into Peter's, but he's, um, yeah, he's never going to see him. <laughs> Sorry, lad. I just, like, just so it made me laugh there. Like, obviously, I'm recording in the office. Like, Abs just poked her head in and said, are you almost done? And um, she's got, obviously, I've let one go. And she's, uh, she's come in and gone, oh, you dirty bastard. But whispered it and then walked out. But I thought I'd share that with you. Good. So we'll be back stronger soon. <laughs> <laughs> Chumba Wumba, everyone. <sighs> Chumba Wumba. Chumba Wumba. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.